Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Vendo Podcast. My name is Geffen. I am the director of media buying here at Vendo, overseeing kind of all of our media buying. On today's episode, I'm joined by Matan Laredo. He is our expert on all things Amazon DSP. Matan, want to make a quick intro? Yeah. Hi, everyone. Nice to meet you all. Um, I have about a two-year background in PPC and um, have also been a you know, very experienced on the DSP front as well, you know, focusing on expanding uh, DSP, you know, and, and, and what we offer at Vendo for our clients with DSP. Um, you know, we want to bring in all sorts of targeting, um, all sorts of strategies. And so really being the pioneer there on the strategy front and, and not just going with what we see, you know, Amazon reps do and what we see other agencies do, but trying to find trying to use our own logic to create new strategies here at Vendo. Um, and so I'm looking forward to, you know, going more in depth about that with you today. Yeah. Awesome. Super excited. So today, you know, we're, we're going to talk about a lot, but the, the main topic that we're going to discuss is going to be through the DSP platform or through the DSP console, segmenting look back windows through negative targeting. And basically what we mean by that is obviously for those of you experienced with Amazon DSP, you know that you can, um, when you are retargeting, you can, uh, assign look back windows, obviously. So someone who's purchased or someone who's visited your product or or uh, or a, a similar product in the last 30 days or the last 60 days, uh, et cetera, you can basically retarget those people. But as a kind of level two strategy, there are ways that you can say, hey, if you know that, let's say you have a uh, consumable product that people finish within two to three months, right? You can say, hey, people who bought our product, you know, within the last 60 to 90 days, those are the ones that we're going to want to retarget. And so we'll kind of walk you guys through how to set up those campaigns today and why they're valuable. But before we dive into that, Matan, um, I know throughout the last couple of months, we, on the Vendo side, we've seen a huge eruption of just strategy coming out of the DSP world. Um, and then, so what are those, some of the ways, I guess, that you've seen the DSP console expand in the last couple of months? Um, I would say the most notable starting off would be the addition of Twitch inventory as its own um, inventory that you could select as opposed to it being under Amazon owned and operated. Um, so now you can actually toggle on or off uh, the Twitch inventory. And for brands that sell gaming products, which, you know, these days is, is becoming more and more common, um, that's a huge feature that they added in the DSP. And, and you don't have to go through Twitch advertising to advertise just on Twitch. Um, you can use uh, the, the, essentially the display slots on there and you can use the Amazon DSP to target these slots and get really, really granular with, with those audiences as well. So whether you wanted to do Twitch audiences or whether you wanted to do uh, your brand's audience, um, either way, you'd be able to target whatever audience you want in Twitch. So that's been a huge, huge update um, for some of our brands that have gaming products and it's allowed them to really venture more and more into Amazon DSP. Yeah, I mean, the um, the addition of Twitch has been has been really nice because it allows people with self-serve DSP seats, whether you're an agency, or whether you're a brand working with an agency that has a uh, self-serve seat, it allows you to target those those placements and those, and those customers. Um, and so that was big. And just in general, I mean, Amazon has been pushing what's called over-the-top or OTT advertising very aggressively. And OTT advertising, for those that don't know, it's basically their non-engageable or sometimes engageable video advertising that happens on devices, on usually Amazon-owned and operated devices uh, before, like, say, you're watching a show. 
uh, or as a literally as a uh, commercial. Um, and so Amazon has really been pushing that as aggressively as possible. And what we're finding is that it is more expensive. So usually what we find for OTT in general, whether it's CTV, which is commercial TV or OTT, is usually the CPMs range. It's a little bit of a wide range, but they range between 10 and $25. We've heard Amazon quote us at between 18 and 25. On the lower end, it's at about 12. Uh, but obviously, for those that run aggressive DSP retargeting campaigns regularly, you'll find that that's pretty that, that, that's a lot more expensive than um, you know the four, five, six dollar CPMs that we're finding on uh, a lot of our targeting with on regular retargeting. So there is a drawback in the cost, but if you are running strategies, for instance, like the ones that we're going to talk about today, where you are increasing your ROAS, then you have room to move into higher CPM top of funnel advertising that can allow you to really expand your funnel and um, and start getting some brand awareness out there in a very targeted fashion. Um, but really having that high ROAS as a baseline to begin with is something that we prioritize at Vendo. So we yeah. can dive in, Matan, if you want. If you want to give the, give the uh, audience a, a brief breakdown, I know I kind of started, but what exactly is, um, you know, segmenting these look back windows and why is it valuable? So, yeah. So when you think of a look back window, um, usually think of just any dates that you can go back to. Okay, someone purchased within 30 days, someone purchased within 60 days, 90 days, whatever it may be. Um, and that's that's found in sponsored display already, right? So they have those look back windows where DSP really takes it the step further with the look back windows is one, adding a negative targeting. So because you can negative target audience in, in DSP, you can also negative target any look back window you want. Another thing that's huge with DSP is you can customize your look back windows. So if you want, let's say, a seven day look back window or a four day or a three, two, one day, whatever it may be, you can create that look back window. Um, totally up to you as opposed with uh, sponsored display, those look back windows are gonna be predefined. So when we talk about these look back windows with DSP, um, we're speaking to a more customizable um, approach to retargeting um, and retargeting not just viewers, but purchasers as well. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and this, this conversation, as I said in the beginning, it, it, it really applies to brands that are aware of what their purchase or what their customers purchase frequency is. So, you know, there's no point in saying, Hey, you know, we're just going to target people who purchase over, you know, or I guess between 60 and 90 days ago, just to do it. I mean, of course you can test that out, but really the two areas that, that this kind of strategy falls into is if you know your purchase frequency, and then obviously, just as a rule of thumb, you're saying, hey, if, if we haven't seen someone purchased in maybe uh, six months or a year, let's try retargeting those people. Let's try reminding them that we exist. Um, and so, Matan, if you want to start sharing your screen, we can kind of dive into how do we segment, right? Like, how do we, which, which tools do we use to segment out these audiences and just focus on the ones on that time range or date range that we want to retarget? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So as you can see for for this brand here, um, they are in the the food category um, and the seasoning category, and they we know that when someone buys their product, that they're not going to purchase again most likely within sixty days because their product is is a seasoning it lasts a really long time. Um, so the real question is kind of 
when is the most likely that they're gonna repurchase? Um, so the way we first segmented this look back window into 60 and 180. Um, and then the second look back window would be 180 to 360. Um, and I can kind of show you how we did that here. So if you look at this, um, we're gonna ensure that, and I'll, I'll go in a little bit more in depth here. We're gonna ensure that we're not targeting anyone who purchased in the last 60 days. So that's a negative target by clicking on the not. Um, by putting it in the same group, so group one, as people who have purchased. So making sure that they purchased in the last 188 days and they didn't purchase in the last 60 days, right? So this is gonna be, okay, we're gonna wanna take this audience um, and, and, and really try to hit them with the ad um, after 60 days of purchase. Um, so that's going to be very important there. Um, and then yeah, I want to pause. I want to pause there for a sec because I think it's an important. Uh, not many people are familiar, even if you're in the DSP space, with so those that are familiar with Amazon advertising, negative targeting is a very simple concept, at least for those that are in the space. And that's just telling Amazon, hey, you can advertise against these, these, um, you know, keywords, for instance, right? And so what you're telling Amazon is saying, hey, we don't want to show up at all. The difference here is that. In that regard, that is basically the means in the end, right? You're just telling Amazon not to target. Here, we're using negative targeting on an audience level to reach an end, right? It is just a means is to say, hey, in that 180 days, the first 60 don't matter. It's too frequent, right? We're specifically isolating the back half. So it's not like you're telling Amazon, hey, don't target them. We just don't want to hit them at all. It's, hey, don't target them because we want to hit the group of people that purchased, you know, between three to six months ago or two to six months ago. Exactly. And and if someone's already repurchasing, so if they purchased in the past 180 and then they purchased again in the past 60, we don't want to hit that that consumer, right? We want the one who didn't. Um, so we know how often they're repurchasing. And then also so we bring them back into our funnel um and to bring their lifetime value up and hopefully get them to subscribe and save. Um so yeah, once you have this segmented out and again this brand we just did it uh 60 to 180 and then 180 to 360 um every brand's different depending on the products um depending on on the kpis so so whatever data you're looking at let that be the guide in, in your look back windows um and then yeah similar thing here so we're gonna put them in the same group we don't want them in different groups because you know that's that could lead to some overlap there um, and we wouldn't want that. And then, yeah, from here, once you have these created, you're gonna wanna look at performance in ROAS and see you know, which one's performing better. Uh, we did notice that 60 to 180 was performing better. So we left this one on, uh, as you can see, it's still delivering and we paused this one. But really what's been big for us with this brand is it, allowed us to get so much more granular with our retargeting and optimize for a better ROAS. Whereas before, um, you know, a lot of brands and, and when they sign with us coming from other management services who manage their DSP, their look back windows don't really have any negative targeting in it. And, and without the negative targeting, um, 
a lot of the times uh, retargeting can just be almost a shot in the dark. Um, you know, anyone who's purchased in the past 180 days or anyone who's purchased in the past 360 days, um, unless you have very, very specific reasons why you'd want to do that big of a of a group, then then getting more granular with it will almost always lead you to have a, a better ROAS. Yep, exactly. Um, and so really that's that's the ultimate goal here is it is it boils down to hey, why are you retargeting this group of people? Right. You're retargeting this group of people because um they are the most likely based on your purchase frequency to purchase again. So in theory, your conversion rate should go up, right? Because if you're a, if you're a product, if you're a shampoo, say that you um that every three months you run out of, someone bought a month ago, they're not going to buy again. So you have to exclude those people, right? But if they bought three months ago and they haven't bought within a month or two months, then you can hit them again and say, hey, you most likely need to refill at this point and they're going to have a higher likelihood of conversion. So that's that's really where all of this stems from. And, and, and it's just kind of a, a level up on the way that DSP targeting and retargeting is structured. And so the strategy itself has voted very well for us because we've been able to, um, to take a lot of our consumable brands that maybe don't have an avenue to find out, hey, what, you know, these people have bought three months ago, they haven't bought since, what's, what's the deal, to hit them with some more ads. And so uh, I'd imagine that as we develop these strategies even further, and we get more Amazon, get, get, more, get more Amazon, get more data through uh, AMC. We're going to be able to find purchase frequency on a much more granular level, and then we're going to start. Going to, we're going to start being able to see how DSP factors in to that purchase frequency, and how we can, you know, test hey, how many customers that bought from DSP, or how often did customers that bought for D, from DSP buy from our uh, brand this past year versus customers that didn't buy from DSP? How often did they buy? And then what is the incremental lift that DSP has? So those are some of the ways that we incorporate AMC as well, um, which obviously we're just scratching the surface of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, looking at those purchase rates with AMC of, as to kind of when people are, are, are viewing a DSP and a sponsored product, that the likelihood that, that they're going to purchase just increases so much more. And we've had that data validated from multiple of our internal clients and then also externally amazon's also validated that data so um that's been pretty strong um and, and using that also to benchmark um has been very beneficial but with the purchase retargeting it also i mean i mean and segmenting these look back windows it's also really going to benefit a lot with um cross promotion right so for example we have a brand that sells um pet toys and they have toys for when your pet is, is is a newborn and for when your pet's a puppy and then when your pet's grown up as well. Um, and using these look back windows, we're able to segment out, okay, if someone purchased a puppy product um, four months ago, their puppies, we're not going to hit them with another puppy ad, right? We're going to hit them with uh, a, an ad for adult dogs. And that's where that, that, look back window segmentation is going to be huge for some of these brands or or maybe you bought you're selling something uh, a speaker and you know that the cable that comes with the speaker you know people buy an extension cable for it every five months you know you can hit you can use the retargeting windows um to get them 
when they're most likely to purchase and when they most likely need that purchase. So that's where we're going to see. Um, and that's where we do see these, these look back window segmentation really, really play into effect. Yep, precisely. Um, but that's pretty much it. So, I mean, obviously, if you guys do have any questions, further questions about DSP, feel free to reach out to me or Matan. Uh, it's Geffen at Vendo Commerce, G-E-F-E-N, and Matan at Vendo Commerce, M-A-T-A-N. Um, and we'd be happy to answer any questions. There's so much in that portal. There's so much that that tool can do. I mean, we could have 100 podcasts just in some of these kind of second tier strategies, but they do make a difference. They do move the needle. Um, and we're excited to keep uh, expanding with them. So Matan, thanks for joining this week. I think that was really valuable. Thank you, Gavin. And uh, yeah, 100%. Thanks, uh, thanks everyone for joining. Have a good one.